I'm your host, Brian Wells, and I'm a fourth-generation homesteader. Since 2008, my family and I have been homesteading here in beautiful upstate New York. In 2019, I launched the Homestead Journey podcast to help people just like you get started and find success on their journey towards self-sufficiency, self-reliance, and sustainability. This is the Homestead Journey, and this is Season 4. Well, hello everyone and welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Homestead Journey Podcast. My name is Brian Wells. I am coming to you as always from 3B Farm and Homestead here in beautiful upstate New York. This is episode number 171 and this is the final episode in season four. Can you believe that folks? We have come to the end of season four and I hope that you've enjoyed it. In fact, today's main topic as we wrap up the season is really going to to be focused on what has been the topic for this entire season, and that is that 2023 has been a season of change here on 3B Farm and Homestead. And we're going to just talk about some of the changes that have taken place, some that were planned, some that were unplanned, and really what it has meant and what it will mean to us moving forward here on 3B Farm and Homestead. Now, at the end of this episode, I will share with you my vision for season five. I am planning on coming back for another season, season five. I'm very, very excited. We're going to pivot just a little bit. But before we get into all of that, I did want to provide you with one last homestead happenings, one last update from 3B Farm and Homestead here in 2023 as I share with you what we've been doing here on 3B Farm and Homestead. Now, this past weekend was a weekend where we spent a lot of time off the homestead. And one of the things that I actually had the opportunity to do this past week was to attend my first meeting as a new member of the New York Farm Bureau. This past week was the annual meeting where they talk about resolutions, where they vote in officers. And so I had the opportunity to attend that and really to start networking with people, getting to know people reacquainting myself with some people that I already knew. Uh, and it really, really was a great time and it really reaffirmed to me that I made a great decision joining the New York Farm Bureau. And I'm really excited to see where things go. One of the other things I wanted to share with you about this past week is something that we did not do. As you know, normally I cycle my flock out every year. Either I send them to the small animal auction or I put them in not freezer camp. I guess we would call it canning camp. I put them in jar. I don't know what you would call that. But uh, if I don't send them off to the small animal auction, I will pressure can my old hens. But because we got started so late this year with our pullets, my pullets haven't started laying. Now, when I say they haven't started laying, I have one or two that are laying, but they're not laying consistently enough to where I would feel comfortable that if I got rid of my hens, that I would have a continuous supply of eggs. And as you know, we have not bought eggs for ourselves here on 3B Farm and Homestead since 2008. And if I can keep that streak alive, well, by golly, I'm going to do it. <laughs> 
So last weekend actually was the last small animal auction at the auction house that I normally use. And so Bonnie and I had a conversation and we just decided that we're going to winter over both our flock of hens as well as our pullets. But that actually ended up uh, being a very positive thing because I had a friend reach out to me and said, hey, Brian, I'm looking for six or eight hens. Do you have anything available? And so I am going to be able to reduce the size of my flock by six or eight hens, but hopefully still keep enough hens on hand, even though the production is starting to tail off. Some of them are starting to molt but hopefully I'll be able to keep enough production up so I don't have to buy eggs and I will be able to keep that streak alive. Now, as far as the garden goes, we have not yet had our first frost. Usually our first frost is around the 14th of October and we have not had one as of yet. And so we're still harvesting things out of the garden, even though things are starting to slow down a little bit. But today I was able to chop up some peppers and put them in our dehydrator. I think that's the end of my pepper season with the exception of some Thai chili peppers. My Thai chili peppers are just starting to come on right now. But as you might recall from a couple of episodes ago, a friend of mine from work gave me some Thai chili peppers, gave me some habaneros. And so I've been making some fermented hot pepper sauces. And today I went ahead and ground them up and made the sauce. And overall, I'm very happy with how it came out. I I did a little bit of different batches. I did some with garlic, some with some sweet pepper in them. And overall, hot, hot, hot. Oh, so hot, but oh, so tasty. And just a little different uh, flavor profile between each batch, which I really, really enjoyed. And so I'm going to take a little bit from each batch and give them to my friend from work that gave me the peppers just so he can try them out and kind of give me his feedback. But certainly that was something that was exciting to do up in the garden. We still have a few things uh, that are, are holding on. I've got some Dickinson pumpkins that are just about ready to go. Some tromboncino squash that's about ready to go. I've been letting my beans kind of hang on because I'm wanting some to be dry beans and some to be shell beans. And so I usually will push the envelope a little bit And usually the night before a frost is predicted, we'll go out and we'll pick all the beans and we'll sort out which ones are going to be shell beans, which ones are going to be dry beans, and then kind of go from there. I do have a couple of heads of of cauliflower left, a few heads of cabbage left, and then we have a bunch of root crops in in the ground still. Some uh, turnips, some rutabagas, uh, some beets, some carrots. Uh, And those are things that will withstand a light frost. So I'm not very worried about those. And then we still have some kale. And so, uh, you know, a few things left to harvest, but not a whole lot. Do need to get up there, do some clean out. And uh, then we will get things uh, put to bed uh, for the winter. Hopefully I'll get some garlic planted. I am planning on taking uh, some of the garlic that we harvested this year. And I'm going to replant that. And uh, hopefully that will grow and do well for us. And uh, so that's kind of where we are at with the garden. The last thing I wanted to share with you is this past week was Brian Jay's birthday. And so on Saturday, Bonnie and I actually had the opportunity to go over to take him and his girlfriend out for lunch. And uh, that was such a joy. Certainly did take us away from the homestead and getting some things done here as far as buttoning things up. 
but I would much rather go spend time with my son than do anything else around here on the homestead. That's just how it is. That's how it's always going to be. And it is all good. Well, I do hope things are well wherever you are at. And uh, if you have come to the end of your harvest, I hope it was a successful one. Certainly wasn't the best harvest that we've ever had here on 3B Farm and Homestead. But as they say, there's always next year and it's all good. All right, let's jump on over to this episode's Charting the Course. So this certainly has been a season of change here on 3B Farm and Homestead. And that's something that we've been talking about this entire season. And so on this episode, I wanted to share with you a few of the things that have changed here on our homestead uh, by choice and a few things that happened, well, due to circumstances outside our control. And then really to wrap things up with regards to how all of that impacts our homestead moving forward. So certainly our biggest change here on the homestead is the fact that Brian J has left and now Bonnie and I are empty nesters. And we talked a lot about that on last week's episode. So I'm not going to dive into that a whole lot other than to say it certainly has been a huge change here on the homestead and the process of getting to this spot where he has left us certainly had a huge impact on our homestead just because of college visits and graduation and then getting him moved to college. All of that took energy that otherwise probably would have gone into the homestead and directed it otherwise. And you know what? It's all good. It is certainly all good. That's one of the things I think that we as homesteaders need to keep in the back of our minds is that there are seasons in life and there are seasons in homesteading. And as life happens, we just need to be okay with that. And there are going to be times when situations arise, whether it's a child going off to college or whether maybe it's an elderly parent that needs some care or it's a job change, whatever it is, there are things that are going to arise in life that are going to sometimes impact the size and the scale at which you can homestead. And Brian J heading to college has certainly been something that has impacted us that way this year. Now, the second major thing that was a change here on the homestead was the fact that we adopted the Mediterranean diet or the Mediterranean way of eating. Now I'm going to be totally honest with you. We kind of fell off the wagon a little bit around June timeframe. We did really, really great with the Mediterranean diet the first part of the year. And Bonnie really saw significant health benefits. Her A1C levels dropped back into normal range and she no longer was considered pre-diabetic. We also lost weight and we both noticed a, a great impact with regards to our energy levels and, and our overall feeling of, of health and well-being. But just because of, of things that were going on in life, we certainly have not adhered to that way of eating as much as we were during the first part of the year. And both of us have felt the impact of that. And so we are on a journey back in that direction, uh, starting to eat more compliant with a Mediterranean way of eating. And uh, we will continue to do so because we really do believe in that and the benefits that it has created for us. As a part of that change though, and as a part of Brian J heading off to college, we got out of pigs and that has been a huge, huge change for us. Now it's almost three months since the pigs left 3B Farm and Homestead. They left the end of July. Here we are 
towards the end of October. And while it certainly was a huge change for us, emotionally, it wasn't as traumatic as I thought it would be. I thought I would really, really be sad. I would be mopey and that I would really miss the pigs. And I have not up to this point, but I have noticed an impact on my activity level. You see, I have a pedometer on my phone and I keep track of the number of steps that I take every day. And since we got out of pigs, I certainly have found myself not taking as many steps as I was when I had the pigs because I'm not taking food and I'm not taking water out to them and I'm not walking around checking on them and I'm not chasing them around trying to get them back in where they're supposed to be. Certainly having pigs led to a more active lifestyle. And so I've had to really force myself, I don't want to say off the couch, but I've had to find other ways to make myself active um, because of getting rid of the pigs. And that really was not something that I had anticipated having to do. But getting rid of the pig certainly was a huge part of the change here on the homestead in 2023. Now, those are all of the things that we planned uh, as far as changes. There are a few things that uh, happened this year, major changes that were not planned. The first being that we did not raise meat birds this year. Now, when I say it wasn't planned, we did not go into 2023 thinking that we weren't going to raise meat birds. What ended up happening is my dad ended up having to have knee replacement surgery back in the spring. And as a result of that, and as a result of how the Southern Adirondack Homesteading Festival fell and because of Brian J. graduating, we just felt like doing a spring batch of meat birds wasn't going to be a good fit. So our thought was, well, we'll do one in the fall. But then as we started looking at our fall calendar and looking at the Homesteaders of New England event and Brian J. going off to college and the fair and all of those things, we opted this year not to do meat birds at all. And that was a huge change for us. We have done meat birds every year uh, for, for the last six years, seven years um, intentionally done meat birds. I'm not talking about just cycling out our flock, but actually doing batches of meat birds. And it certainly felt weird this year, not processing a single chicken here on 3B Farm in Homestead. The second major change this year that happened that was outside of our control is the fact that we did not do turkeys. Now we did do turkeys last year, but that was by plan. But this year we plan to do a batch of turkeys. And actually I was very excited about that because we had a plan for what we were going to do with the turkeys besides just sell them and besides just put them in holes or halves in our freezer. But we were going to take that turkey meat. We were grinding up because we do eat a lot of ground turkey um, in our diet. And so I thought this is going to be great. It's going to pair well with the Mediterranean diet. We're going to have this ground poultry. Uh, it's going to be awesome. And so I ordered turkeys from a hatchery and then they had a bad hatch and they weren't able to send them, but they said, we'll make it up in a, in a week. And then they weren't able to make it up in a week. And by the time all of that got figured out, it was so late that if I were to order from somebody else, it just would have made no sense. And so this year we opted not to do turkeys. And so this is going to be a really, really lean year as far as putting meat in the freezer. Now we did have some pigs back in the spring that we put into the freezer, but we're not putting any of our own chicken or any of our own turkey into the freezer this year. And that feels very, very weird. And that was certainly all outside of our control. 
But the third major issue or the third major change on our homestead this year has been the sheer lack of food preservation. And that's not been because I didn't want to do it. And it hasn't really even been because I didn't have time to do it, but it's been because our garden didn't produce like it has in the past. Now I have done some canning. I've done some jams and jellies. I've done uh, some beans and so forth, but it certainly has not been at the same level that I have done in the past. And I have canned nothing tomato related this year at all. I have a few bags of tomatoes in the freezer. Not quite sure what I'm going to do with them. I'm not sure if I will make tomato sauce or if I will do stewed tomatoes. I've actually been thinking about trying my hand at making tomato soup, something I've never done before. So I don't know, but certainly nowhere's near the tomato harvest that I'm used to getting and certainly nowhere's near the level of canning and food preservation that I've done in the past. But if the garden doesn't produce, the garden doesn't produce. Now, I could have gone to local truck farms and I could have bought tomatoes. I could have bought other vegetables to can. I have opted not to for a variety of different reasons, but that has felt very, very weird. This year, our homestead has been the least productive. It has been, I think, since we we really started doing this with a plan and with a purpose. And that has felt very, very odd. And at times I've kind of second guessed myself at times. I've kind of beat myself up a little bit, but what I'm learning is that I need to have a little, a little grace with myself. And I need to remember that there are going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be seasons on your homestead. There's going to be times when life happens, either life circumstances get in the way of you being able to pour as much time, effort, and energy into your homestead as you would like. Maybe you are sick or you have a family member that's sick. Whatever it may be, there are times when changes come in our lives and it just really impacts our homesteads in ways that we never imagined. And we need to be okay with that. There are some times, again, where things happen that are outside our control and we could try to force things to happen But usually what we need to do is just take a deep breath and remember, blessed are the flexible for they shall not get bent out of shape. All right. That's it for this episode. That's it for this season. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope that it has been helpful to you. It really has been helpful to me. As we mentioned last week on last week's episode, the episodes that we did with regards to empty nest homesteading, I really do strongly believe were very beneficial in helping Bonnie and I make the transition into being empty nesters in much in a much less traumatic fashion. And so thank you so much for being along for the ride. I really, really appreciate it. Before I sign off, though, for one final time here in season four, I did want to share with you my vision for season five. In season five, I am planning on doing just a little bit of a pivot. We're still talking homesteading stuff, but my plan is to do a series that I am tentatively calling My Journey Into. And what this series will be is a series of interviews with homesteaders and small producers across the United States and around the world as we talk about their journeys into specific areas within homesteading. 
So my goal is to really focus on things like maybe soap making or maybe someone's side hustle or how someone got into homestead blogging or maybe how someone got into podcasting or how someone got into goats or cheese making, those kinds of things. And really to understand how someone got into it, what they've learned along the way and why it matters. And so if you have a story to share, I'm not necessarily looking for journeys into homesteading in general, but really into a specific skill set. If there is something that you really have enjoyed learning to do and you're passionate about it and you want to share that with other people, reach out to me, Brian at the homesteadjourney.net. I would love to hear your story and to share that story with other people because I really believe that those stories can be very, very inspirational and help people decide maybe they want to get into it or maybe after they hear your story, nope, I'm good, don't want to go there. Either way, it's beneficial. And so if you have a story you're interested in sharing, reach out to me, brian at thehomesteadjourney.net and I would be glad to have a conversation with you and we'll see if it fits into season five, my journey into and whatever the topic is. Now I am planning on launching season five, probably somewhere around the first part of February. Uh, So definitely keep an eye out for that. If you don't follow us on all of our social media accounts, give us a like or a follow on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, I will do my best to keep you up to date there when we're getting ready to launch season five. Or if you haven't already subscribed to our newsletter, you can do so by heading on over to our website, thehomesteadjourney.net. All right, folks, that's it for this episode. That's it for season four. As always, until next time, keep up the good work. 